We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Buffalo, featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo, with your host, Patrick Moran. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo, your weekday daily driver for Buffalo Sports Talk and more. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you, as always, for locking in, whether you're watching this live on the video side or whether you're checking us out podcast form sometime on Monday. Hopefully, I appreciate you all being here. I'm joined, as always, following, well, not always, but most of the time, anyway, following a Bills game by my good buddy here, Tone Fox. Again, on the video side, at least, we are live. And, uh, dude, I, <laughs> I don't really know what to say right now. I almost don't even know where to start let's you want to be honest with the people you want to be honest with everybody who, who's tuning into this right now absolutely it's, yeah i, I mean, there's I mean, not one ounce roll, usually there's not an ounce i don't think of either of us that thought that the buffalo bills were winning this football game um not so much before the game or even in the half but once they got tight in the second half i don't think one ounce of my being thought that the Bills were, were going to win this game. I kind of put myself out there, and rightfully so. I'm getting embarrassed right now a little bit with some uh, tweets and, and some Facebook uh, comments because I said the game was over, you know, and I just I, I want absolutely uh, I don't know, dude. It's were you? This is what we're not used to. This this is not what we're used to right now. We're not used to something falling the bills way in a must-have tight game I, I just i don't even know where to begin right now well i you know i did the exact same thing on both platforms you know social media wise and um the only you know i just i don't have like but about 38 followers so i'm not having to deal with it but no i mean i'm, I'm right there with you I, I pressed up to uh to your domicile and in, in my uh in my in my uh beautiful brown skin Santa Claus uh, pajama bottoms, bringing all kinds of <laughs> negative energy into you the house. You came in hot with some negative energy. Fuck, dude, I drove here during the middle of, of, of gameplay. <laughs> it was like 17-14. I was like, fuck this, I'm out. You, I was like, I'll was just over. I, I literally drove during the course of the game. That's how sure I was that this was not going to end up 
uh, a, a happy night. I was sick of it. I was miserable and I was tired of losing this way. And I was uh, completely on board with wanting to talk about the article and how I feel it, uh, you know, it played out in, in today's game. And I still very much want to. We will. But no, I, I did not see this outcome coming. And nor, nor do I think we should be, you know, anything other than just flat out relieved by the outcome instead of it acting as any sort of proof, all right, that, that the Bills did anything for it to turn out this way because they were the benefactor of one of the stupidest penalties, you know, in, in, in the NFL season. This is as bad of a penalty, all right. But this to, time to, it was a penalty and not the refs. Which is fine. Up. Which, which is fine. The fucking Bills got lucky today, man. All right. They got lucky today. And and outside of a good defensive performance, which, sure, you know, we can talk about X's and O's, although other people do it better. And I would rather talk about, all right, how this team gets tight as fuck in the bigger, biggest moments, completely validating the article that had more to do, all right, about Sean McDermott than his character or any other bullshit that people decided to fucking use to defend him today. What we saw today was a team get very tight with a 14 nothing lead and, 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 get very lucky down the stretch to come out uh, victorious. And, and I'll take a little luck. And this team has had some bad luck along yes. with some very tight sure. moments from its head coach. They have been uh, the victims of some bad luck. So I'll take some good luck. But if you McDermott honks are out there, you know, trying feeling vindicated in any way, shape, or form over the outcome of this game, then you're just uh, – I don't. I don't want to get into just how much I think the people defending him, all right, did so on the basis of something that had nothing to do with the article. Because I really want to start shooting names at people right now. Because I think they're idiots. They're absolute idiots for what they grabbed onto from that article. That article was about a coach who fucking chokes, and he damn there did so again today. But we got lucky, so the season's alive. Well, what well, I do want to talk about that in a little while, at least. Let's just for now focus on this game luck sure because because he should not have been offsides he was offsides though and by the way we were just talking about this before and we're taping this we're not even taping this we're streaming this on the video side at least live like what literally 10 minutes after this game ended so things are happening in real time but i don't think i've ever seen a, a football player explode at a teammate in real time more than i just did and a lot of you obviously did as well. Mahomes just going crazy. We thought, and you were getting mad on that fourth oh, yeah. down play. You thought that Pat Mahomes was screaming at the referee to get a, a late hit call on Leonard Floyd. And as it turns out, and video replay showed it, he was going crazy on the sidelines at Kadarius Tony. Man, that is that's about as big of a meltdown as I've ever seen. And to see it come from Pat Mahomes, that's, crazy, that's even more surprising. I mean, that's the man. whole reason I thought it was the ref. I, I just, you know, even though I didn't think he had any basis for the call. So in, in thinking that it was the ref, I'm, I'm sitting there with, uh, you know, with Mahomes, like just yelling at the TV, like you're such a fucking whiny baby. You know what I mean? That sort mm -hmm. of thing. I just didn't think in a million years that I would see somebody that mad at their, at, at their teammate in a moment where I, obviously the teammates probably beating himself up pretty good as well. If, if, all right, that's what Kadarius Tony was doing. We'll never know how he may have been internalizing the mistake, but at the same time, there've been a lot of questions about, you know, Kadarius Tony 
uh, as as just as it relates to his, I, I want to say maybe you know commitment to the uh, to the to the craft. You know, I don't I don't know uh, if if uh, if that's the right way to put it. But there've been they he's had his doubters. All right, and if he's the type of guy who maybe wasn't internalizing the mistake in that moment, mm-hmm. um, you know that then then Pat Mahomes might be a little more inclined to make sure he knows just how pissed he is. Cause maybe he's not a kid who's going to beat himself up for it. Yeah, you know? man. Uh, I, I tell you what a comment. And again, for most people are listening to this on Monday, but we are streaming live on the video side. I'm slapping up some comments as they come in. I'll read a few here and there if they pertain to what we're talking about. But anyway, uh, Jason M says, I haven't seen any player have that kind of sideline meltdown since Antonio Brown. That was nuts. Um, Yeah. I mean, but you would kind of expect that from Antonio Brown. You don't expect that from, Patrick Mahomes. It was just it was just wild to see. We were trying to think of because again, us being the ultimate pessimists for good reason, by the way. I mean, this is the shit. These are the games that the Bills lose all, all the fucking time. They lose these football games. Like, what was going to be? It wasn't a matter of Kansas City is going to win the game. It was how were the Bills going to lose? Who's going to be the player that makes the mistake? Who who fucks up at the end? Um, you know, at the end of a, in the final seconds. And it was going to be on, you know, rest in peace, Frank Whitecheck, by the way, first and foremost, I'm never going to make jokes about somebody who lost their life, but you know, he, he, he passes away. And then we have another lateral. This one was not even a, close to being four dolls. Like how fitting is this going to be today of all days if the bills lose because of a, because of a lateral, just, I don't know. You're, you're not wrong that the bills got lucky in a way, but I want to start here. Okay. The bills defense and Sean, you know, First of all, this Bills Chiefs game was what the third biggest story this week in Buffalo, which is fucking crazy. Tyler Dunn's story was the biggest story. Von Miller practicing, that's a bigger story than this game. But this game, for all intents and purposes, the season was on the line. If the Bills lose this game, they're still alive, but they're done. That was some bullshit by Tyler Dunn, by the way. Doesn't he fucking know that you and this show is the weekday daily driver for Buffalo sports and more? He doesn't. No. I mean, he just went and decided to take that shit upon himself this week. Yeah, I didn't like it. How dare him? I didn't like it. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But anyway, here, here's my point. Throw that stuff aside just for now in terms of this game. And to me, this was about the Bills defense. I thought the Bills defense played excellent today. I wrote down at least a couple notes in the few minutes before or after this game ended. The last... Four drives for the Chiefs. And again, this was a game where the Bills offense looked good, reasonably good for a half. They get the ball to start the second half, a really good drive. They score and they kick a field goal. They're up 17-7. And then the offense pretty much for the rest of the game just melted down. And, uh, you know, minus a a play here and there. But this defense, I mean, Kansas City scored. They tie it up at one point. The last four Chiefs drives of this football game they only sur- they only got uh, three points. The Bills held them the three points on their last four drives. A fumble, they got a turnover. They they allowed a field goal, which was after you know the typical Bills shitty special teams play a, a nice punt return from the Chiefs at that up. Um, they forced a punt, and then they turned the ball over on downs to win the football game. So the last four drives on the road in a must win game for for the Bills certainly. And the defense really stepped up. So was luck involved? Absolutely luck was involved. Let's also give some credit to the Bills defense. They they forced two turnovers 
and they they stopped them on downs with the game on the line. You got you got to give credit where it's due. The, I thought the Bills defense today played borderline awesome. I mean, it's hard to not say that, dude. They- well, I'll tell you why it's 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 not that hard for me to not say that because I, you know, coming into this game, one of the reasons why we felt Kansas City was as vulnerable as they as they were is because they're not the offensive juggernaut that they've been of years past. So, yeah, I want to give the Bills defense some credit today, but that isn't, you know, that isn't the Kansas City offense of of 2 years ago or even last year that they shut down. That's that's, well, an, that's, under, that's an undermanned, you know, it's not undermanned. One well, it is at the wide receiver position. You know what I mean? I mean, okay, maybe Rashid Rice is starting to to make some plays, but they're they they have fucking nobody there, man. They have nobody there, and you know I can't remember what the stat was, but you know, like the number of games this year that they've scored under twenty points. Um, you know, this game tracked with a lot of that, and and we're you know we're seeing it through the the rose colored glasses of a good performance by the defense, and maybe you know m- maybe that will bear some fruit. If I see them do it next week against a Dallas team that isn't doing it, all right, on reputation, they're doing it in real time. They're as good as they get uh, in the NFL. So, you know, if they string a couple together, then then maybe I'll look back at this one and say, hey, the defense was part of, um, you know, the turnaround, part of, part of uh, this victory and more victories as the season, um, you know, goes on. But no, right now. As crazy as it sounds, I get it, man. It's not like I'm I'm withholding a ton of um, you know accolades for them against the Giant team, right? A Giants offense or a Buccaneers offense. I'm holding back on it from a Kansas City offense, and that may seem a little unfair. But this Kansas City off Kansas City's offense um, this season is precisely why I think Bills fans felt so good coming into this game. Yeah, well, sure. And plus the Bills have won twice in a row during the regular season in Kansas City. Now, obviously, this is three years in a row. The Chiefs have flipped what their identity's been over the last handful of years. They were great on offense, and they would just make just enough plays on defense. This year, their defense is ranked among the best in the league, and their offense has been sputtering for for most of the year. But still, I don't care because the way this story always goes with the Bills is you play good on the road for a half. You got a lot of hope. Fans are excited at halftime. You're optimistic. Something happens. The offense goes into a shell, and then the defense gets exposed in the second half. And they've done that this year against lesser teams. They've folded against Denver. They have folded against the New England Patriots. So you're playing Pam Holmes and the Chiefs, and you're just waiting for that shit to come again. And at least on this day, it didn't happen. So Listen, I'm- bro, with a minute 50 left in this football game, this fucking defense spectacularly shit the game away by giving up the game-winning touchdown within 40 <laughs> seconds. That's true. That All is- right? That's true. Within 40 seconds, they shit themselves so spectacularly. But at least they did it quickly. There would have been enough time left. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm not getting there. And, I mean, this team got fucking lucky today, man. I'll take it, dude. They, they, they haven't had much. I'll of... take it, too. I'll take <laughs> it, too. But I'm not fucking doing victory laps today. That's good. But, well, 
you should be because they're still in there, still in the playoff race. Of course I'm excited to still be in it, but how much are we just going to sit there and ignore the bigger story of the week that your football coach's a fucking joke and your entire team shits themselves in the biggest moment and only one of the stupidest penalties in the history of football, all right, kept your season alive today. If you're mad now, you're probably going to get even more mad in a few seconds because I'm going to also make a be an objective here. I have been more vocal before what happened with Vaughn Miller during the bye week. I've been vocal that I don't think he deserves to be in this lineup. I have, you know, I've seen, I got, I've been fighting with fans all week because I took up on um, team Tyler for the most part when it comes to his story and fans have came at me all week long and I've been defending Tyler, defending myself. And all I've heard over and over is how he has a personal ax to grind against him and a, and a bias against um, Sean McDermott. Well, I do have a personal axe to grind against Vaughn Miller. I do have a bias against Vaughn Miller, but I always try to be at least objective. So I'm going to say something. The first half was typical as Vaughn Miller. What we've seen this season, I'm talking about on the field, he looked um, more interested in not getting his uniform dirty. He didn't look like he wanted nothing to do with any part of his body hitting the ground. One play he was flat out dogging, and I did one of my all tweets on uh or all caps uh, on twitter just fucking screaming my head off as loud as i can on twitter but anyway here's my point dude fourth quarter he turned up two big plays in this in the fourth quarter it's hard to say forget about the human element because you can't forget about the human element not even for a second but if he's going to be out there and he's going to play this is what you need to see for him because for the first time this season in the fourth quarter anyway you look like you're ready to jump on me. In the fourth quarter, anyway, he looked like he did something to contribute to this football team winning a football game, and he did. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not prepared to jump on you for that. Uh, for that opinion, it, the the opinion is right, but at the end of the day, it's just one more reason um, to walk away from this game, just feeling like whatever, just whatever. Honestly. Do you feel the- good about that? Can you can you feel? Do, I mean, do we feel good about that? Are we? You know, are are we going to ignore what Von Miller is? No, I'm not going to. I know you're not. I know you're not. It's I don't just think one more. It's just, just you know, it feels gross. He feels gross to fucking root for. This whole win feels empty. It's just it feels empty. I don't agree with that. I feel I agree about the lucky part. I don't agree that it feels empty because there's been games where I'm just sitting there with my jaw dropped. Like how did the how did the Bills find a way to lose this football game? And they do. So now for once, and maybe this, we don't know how to act because this never happens. Dude, the Buffalo Bills either smack you in the mouth or they fold in the final three minutes. That's just the way the Bills are. So I, I said this. I almost don't even know right now what I'm supposed to. I know what I'm supposed to feel. I don't know how I'm supposed to act. Well, this was a bad. I, I know what's happening right now. You know, I always, I always. There's try- a lot of comments coming in too. I'm, I'm a little bit distracted because I'm actually trying to keep up with that. I always, I always, I always pride myself on self awareness. All right, and sometimes I, 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 I at the moment says, "Do it on the left, keeping it real." You're on the left, by the way, on the screen, even though you're to my right. But all right, man. Appreciate that shit. I in the moment, but let me say this. <laughs> all right, let me say this. Good. Um. 
I, I probably if they, if we're doing this if we're doing this show on Monday, I mean, you kind of gave me the gave me the choice. All right, you know, you want to go at it today, or you know, or you want to do Monday. I, I I think that text may have come a couple days ago, and I you know I got to you about forty eight hours later, which is my norm. It's your gimmick. Um, I said it didn't make it any. I told you that it didn't make it any less fucking annoying that I get back here back from you a day and a half later. But if we're doing whatever. this tomorrow, if, if we're doing this tomorrow, it's a uh, Monday. It, yeah, if we're doing this on Monday, it's I'm coming at it differently. Uh, that game infuriated me, all right? I was supremely confident in a loss, supremely confident that it would play out in the exact same way that so many others that is basically what the criticism uh, in the article by Tyler Dunn was about. And, and, and I was just, I could not believe that in the biggest, you know, stage of of for a coach coming off that sort of piece that he would do, basically he would so so live down to it. I was just like, I just wanted to scream. I just wanted to scream. And somehow or another, all right, the result hasn't changed. Just how much. That game made me want to scream. So I'm coming on a microphone and screaming when I, I, I probably would sound a lot different, um, you know, talking but about it. But I like it that, though. I, I like kind of doing these heat of the moment things. And this is no, typically. Because it's not going to. It's, 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 you know, what's what's that they say? You know, it's not age. It's not going to age well. All right. It's not going to age well. I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot. Not that I don't yeah, already. It could be called haters. You know, but be being, being, su being super angry about it and calling it an empty win when it saved your season. All right. It's probably going a little bit too far. But man, oh, man, did that team just infuriate the shit out of me. And and that coach, um, man, I'm just I'm I'm. I don't I'm buying into the you know to the narrative of the article. I don't care about I bought into it. I don't care about all the other stuff. Well, the, the reality I, of it was the tensing up in huge moments. And I can't I, I, I cannot see today as as anything but that team started this football game like they could fucking roll. And yet there they were again, man. But they've been doing that all year. No, no, they don't have it come off the like it's not like they've they've got off the fast starts all year. I mean, yeah, there, right. the there last, are games that they maybe should have rolled in sure. and found themselves in uh in tighter games than than they needed to be in, but um you know, I mean, this that since Kansas City looked absolutely, you know, uh punch drunk to start this game. I think man. the Bills like, are better like the teams. Bills the Bills I, just I came out football team. punched them in the punched them in the mouth to start this football Because I think game. they're a better football team. I think the Bills are a better football team than the Chiefs. Well I don't think the Bills are a better well, then football those last team three than quarters. the Jaguars. I don't think the Bills are a better football team than uh than the Cincinnati Bengals certainly if, if Joey Burrow's playing but I think the Bills are a better football team than than um than the Kansas City Chiefs. If the Bills would let's just pretend for the sake of discussion, because it always happens, so it's not hard to imagine because it always happens every fucking week with this team. For the sake of discussion, let's pretend that wasn't offsides and they do score on a crazy lateral and then the Bills get one last chance and Josh throws a pick or, you know, it's he gets stopped on downs. Day. Yeah, but see, I wouldn't. Big picture, you have a point about the tightness. So that's where the head coach, this team did look tight. I was... We watched, so you at least came for the fourth quarter. I watched the whole game with my wife and my son, 
and his girlfriend and I was yelling and you could just see Kansas City just looked like they had more juice. They were playing with juice and the Bills did look tight. So that would be criticism by Levy towards McDermott. But that said, had the Bills lost this game, Joe Brady would be getting a lot of criticism today. And I still think he deserves a lot of criticism because that second half play calling was fucking brutal, man. You come off a turnover. I counted and I don't have again. We're taping this too soon after the game to really be able to put thoughts and and stats and stuff on paper to talk about. But I know the Bills got a turnover, and I know the Bills went two straight series where James Cook didn't touch the ball. James Cook, far and away, was the Bills' best player today, and it's not even close. James Cook was their best player, and he didn't touch the ball on two straight series. And then at the end of the game, you got the Chiefs in a situation. You're inside a 25-yard line, just under two minutes left. You get one first down, and you're going to run that clock down and kick a game-winning chip shot field goal? And you don't even run the fucking football? That was horrible. And Stephon Diggs, who's a great player and played a shitty football game today, he was not good. Um, that was a huge drop on first down. Second down play call to the end zone. I hated that. Even if he catches the ball, you're still giving Kansas City all day to score a touchdown. The Bills could have ran that game out had they tried to run the ball. Or at the very least, make Kansas City use their timeouts. Turns out it didn't matter because the Bills defense got a stop at the end. That was a fucking terrible coordinating and too much or not enough, I should say, James Cook when he was their best player. The, the second half offensive play calling combined with the Bills offensive line's inability to block anybody made that offense look fucking terrible in the second half. After the first drive coming out of the locker room, when he looked good, kicked the field goal, then it was nothing. Yeah, no doubt, man. Joe Brady was not a good – it was a good first half. Like are, you un, are you unwilling – to at least consider, all right, the fact that McDermott was the one in in Brady's ear with the type of plays, um, or or the style of offense Doesn't that no. he was looking for nope. once he was up seventeen seven. No, you're, you're not you're not willing to at least ponder the idea, all right, that in a two score football game. All right, the coach whose ass is absolutely, uh, you know, uh, in the grinder right now, isn't on the radio to the to the to the three week old ace OC saying, "This is what I'm looking for from you." It all right, I'm not saying he's going play for play. All right, but you know, a lot of what we saw in the first half that we know probably wasn't McDermott in Brady's in Brady's ear, right? You know, like the, the, the cook touchdown, stuff like that. You know, Brady's Brady's he's in rhythm in the first half. Mm -hmm. He's wheeling and dealing in, in the first half. We're seeing the best, you know, at least design that we've seen from the offense all year long. And then, all right, the tight ass coach gets up two scores and but you, they didn't you, play think, tight. you think he didn't he didn't meddle in the second half the no. offense started to play a little tight i, I would I say the offense got agree. a little tight in the second half i don't agree i All think right. i think they do the ball too much in the second half with a two score lead um i don't have, again we're doing this too quick to really have stats in front of me but there were drives where i i remember one the one of the two times where cook didn't touch the ball they threw all three times and it went three and out and it might have been after a turnover. By the way, the, the Bills' defense, two turnovers today in the Bills' offense, which has been the best in the NFL at converting turnovers into points, got no points today. Um, No, because if anything, I would think it would be Brady would want to sling the ball around, and McDermott would be like, yo, we got a two-score lead. Let's fucking try to shut it down. 
especially in that last two minutes. I can't believe I uh, Sean McDermott. I'm surprised he didn't yell at Brady like Mahomes did uh, to Tony when they threw the ball on first and second down. If there was ever a time where I want the coach to be conservative, it would have been then. I'll tell you though, I, I don't like Sean McDermott, and I I didn't like him before the article as a coach. Um, the article didn't change a hell of a lot for me other than kind of hammer home some character stuff, which whatever. I mean, I still feel like he should be um, on the hot seat right now. We'll see how the season plays out though, man. We'll see how the season plays out. But anyway, they went for it on the fourth down early in the game. That's not something Sean McDermott does often. He converted it too. Yeah. He, he put his hands out to say, I think he knew I don't want Pat and Tony and about 20,000 other people tweeting about fucking me punting the ball here. On fourth down, yeah. No, but hey, was, you know, nobody. No, I thought, no, was, no. I thought it was a good day for Sean McDermott. That's what I'm. Oh, at. what? I do, I do. I think it was a pretty good day, man. It's a tough fucking game. A lot of shit happened this week. A lot of it their own doing, of course. But I thought they went into Kansas City, which is never an easy place to play. I thought they dominated the first half. The offense got tight as fuck in the second half. The defense kept them in there again. Their last four drives, Kansas City Chiefs got three points. I don't care how bad they've been all year. That's still the Kansas City Chiefs are still the defending Super Bowl champions. You held them the three points. Sean McDermott, if you're if we're gonna bash him time and time again, which he's deserved, I'm gonna give him some credit, at least on this day. The defense with a couple injuries, too, by the way. Micah Hyde didn't play in the second half. Um, Dotson was down for a little while. Why about it? Dorian Williams looked pretty good today. Um, some good individual performances, but I don't know, man. I, I don't have any issue with Sean McDermott coaching today, except for the typical tightness in the second half, which I think is a product of their recent history of losing these type of games. They're oh, that's to, all. They're thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, except for, except for the fact that the much better football <laughs> team almost gave the fucking game away, you know, in the second half. Other than that, I love them. <laughs> I don't This just doesn't feel like the right game. To, I, to I get that, but maybe, and nobody's going to remember her. You know what I mean? Like maybe you won't even remember, um, even though you were sitting next to me uh, every, every single time, I've actually not been one of McDermott's biggest critics. No, I'm, actually, I'm actually not a big, you know, McDermott hater. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've even, even in, even prior to the, to the piece, I thought that McDermott's biggest uh, uh, mistake this season was, you know, not letting Josh be Josh for the first half of the season. You know, to me, nothing's uh, more. He's not guilty of anything bigger than than that. You know, that in and of itself, that was the big boy for me. So I'm not a big McDermott hater, but man, oh man, all right, the the, the defenders, I the. The story wasn't just the piece, right? The story was the reaction of the fan base to the piece, just as much as it was the piece, don't you think? Yeah, yes, yes. It not, was... not just the fan base's reaction, but some, you know, uh, a lot of content, a lot of, you know, fringe media, whatever it, whatever it may be. Um, I fought with some of them. You man. know, their 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 reaction to it, and so that is is I I found myself somewhat immersed in that this week, um, not that I was actually not that it was playing out in real time, but just in terms of, you know, where it, where it grabbed me a little bit. And, um, and I just felt like as I'm, as I'm sitting here and I'm watching today unfold, I'm just, I'm feeling like, uh, you know, that, that piece really, really pointed out something more important than the things 
that other people were grabbing onto. Shit, man, I wasn't even there after the Eagles game. I wasn't even all that bent about, you know, uh, about McDermott's role in, in the Eagles game. But um, today just fucking just, just dragged me, man. Today dragged me. Yeah. You, look, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, I want and I want to talk about Tyler's piece more specifically in a few moments. Uh, to, to kind of put a bow on this game specifically, I want to mention a, a few individuals from this game because it's again, it's really easy to look at the big picture stuff as we should. But for this game specifically, I, I said my piece about Sean McDermott for this game. I, I thought this was a pretty well. I thought defensively, at least, he, he. I thought he did a good job of coaching the offense too tight. Maybe during the week we'll discuss whose fault that is more. But, and again, the Chiefs are good defense, by the way. This is not the old Chiefs defense. I want to mention a couple of guys that I thought played great. Number one, didn't have a big game, but he had a big moment. All season long, I've been saying Leonard Floyd has kind of given them what you wanted Vaughn Miller to be. Before the pre ACL injury last year, this is what you got from Vaughn Miller. And now Vaughn's a shell, although we saw signs of life on the field, at least it anyway. But my point, that fourth down play, the play of the game for the Bills, it was Leonard Floyd who got the pressure and forced the early throw. So that was a huge play. I want to shout him out. I thought Teron Johnson played a fucking phenomenal game today. He was all over the place making plays. Good coverage, good physicality, um, recovered a fumble. I thought he was really good. And it was only one play, but it was a big play because it ultimately led in the game-winning field goal. Turned out to be the game-winning field goal. Deontay Hardy, who's done fucking not a thing this year. A huge catch on third down. What a throw by Josh, by the way, seeing the, the vision of where he was going to go hit him in stride. But still, Deontay Hardy, who's done nothing this year, pretty much on offense, made a huge, and I believe that was a third and 10 too. They converted because we thought it was both digs at first. We we're like, oh shit, that's Hardy? Because we were both in our like, here it comes, you know, the trains rolling towards another loss shit. And then it was like, oh, big play. Holy shit, it's Deontay Hardy. So I, I thought he played um really well, too. Ed Oliver had a big deflection at the end of the game after disappearing for two quarters. But um, Mahomes, you know, and he had a half sack. Right? I, I, I can't. I got to I gotta Go throw ahead. this out there. Mahomes is absolutely turning it uh, into a referee thing. Oh, of course. Not a, and, and not, he not, can do what he wants. Not, we not, saw not it. that he was mad at, at Tony. I mean, I've only seen I, I've only seen one quote. So, he, you know, um, there may it may be some balance there. Like he may have owned some of that being directed at Tony or something like that. But he's he's calling it, you know, one a great NFL play taken away, you know, on some on some bullshit, on some minor, on some minor bullshit. Nah, it doesn't surprise me. I of the moment says at the end of the day, we are we just a middle of the pack team? If Josh has zero interception game, I'm guessing we have a chance against the top team. Which by the way, Josh played really good up until that interception, and then I think he was pretty up and down. From that point, he does it every week. <laughs> he does that every week, man, that one play. And it did, at the time, kind of turn that game around a little bit. Um, don't you think the coach makes the quarterback tight? Don't um, you think, don't you not think anymore. Tight, don't you think a tight head coach makes a, makes makes their quarterback tight? Um, sure, maybe. I mean, I, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Josh's second half. Shit, uh, you know, I mean, if 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 the McDermott piece isn't out, you know, this week, right? Like, what if if we're just 
I don't know if we're not on the McDermott thing and we're just talking about this game a little bit. Don't don't we talk a little bit about how bad uh, Allen was in the in the second half? Um, I mean, he was bad. If he was, he I was don't put fucking bad again. I don't want to sound like some big, you know, Sean McDermott fan right now. But if he was bad, he was up and down. He had a couple of big plays that throw tight tight rope in the sidelines on third down too to latavia i think it was third down it was third down to latavius murray who tried his hardest oh, the to one drop he, the ball the one he didn't catch yeah, he tried he tried his hardest okay. to not catch the ball but what a sensational play it was that flat-footed throw to deontay hardy that i mentioned romo pointed that out throwing it flat-footed that was a sensational throw i thought he had his moments um i don't think he was good in the second half I will let's also though, let's be fair. Let's give some credit to a very good Chiefs pass rush. They were in his face a lot. He was running a lot. They were dominating the Bills offensive line. Whereas the Bills defensive line could not get any pressure on Mahomes to save their life until the end of the game when they did. Again, they sure the Chiefs should have scored on a on a play that was a penalty. But that aside, they brought some pressure on him, but they didn't before that. Anyway, my point is the Chiefs were pressuring him a lot. So I think a good Chiefs front four, front seven is part of the reason that Josh didn't really play as well in the second half. Coaching might have a little something to do with it, but I put that more on the player. Like that interception was on Josh should have thrown it away. So I can't put that on the coach. I can't put it on Sean. I can't put it on Joe Brady. I can't put again. I like Joe Brady, but that was some shitty play calling. I thought in the second half, not having James cook involved enough, nearly enough and not even trying to run the football with two twelve left and you're inside a 25 yard line. I thought that was some bad coordinating from Brady. I know you want to blame Sean for everything, but well, that's the that thing. I'm, I that, I know that's what I'm that's what I'm doing, and this is just this is because we just you know we went right after after the fact, and and maybe you know maybe it's fun for people to listen to. Sometimes it's fun to participate in, but in real time, like seriously, in real time, sure. I am I am sitting here processing. Cool down. I am literally processing the cool down. Sure. All right. It's it, 30, 45 minutes or whatever we are uh, into this thing. Basically, this episode is like my Richard Sherman moment. You know, when, when Aaron <laughs> Andrews got in his face, like right after he made that play and Richard just fucking went bananas. That's, that's kind of what's happening to me today because I'm 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 processing it more even as we as we talk and I and I I just I want to go places other than McDermott but today this week's being what it was you know the lead up to this game being what it was the piece being as big a story as it was it just felt very you natural very natural today to make this game largely about him you know the story what is going to be tomorrow and by tomorrow i mean no they're Monday. not they're not doing it they're, they're, they're not the they're fans not fans aren't doing that i don't think so oh, i don't on, think man. so they're got to be smarter they than rally, that. it's not a been, it's not it's it, no one's gonna do that i don't no one would i don't agree no one who fucking really paid attention today is gonna do that look if the bills take that 14 nothing lead all right and just run away with this game fine let that be the narrative but almost choking it away all right, and then coming out on Monday and trying to make it about a rally to the coach, that's fucking terrible. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back here live on the video side anyway, talking Buffalo. Today's episode sponsored by Imperial Pizza. I'm in a media dynasty fantasy football league. Just got a text from my man, Bruce Nolan. Welcome to the playoffs. I had to beat Ryan Talbot today, who's in first place in the league to get in, and I did. And now Joe Marino's out, and Joe's got a way better team than I do. So second worst team in the league last year, and now I'm in the playoffs. I know that just makes your day. Uh, if I would have told you, by the way, the Bills are going to win a game where Stefan Diggs has 24 yards receiving, where uh, Khalil Shakir has one catch for 12 yards, where Gabe Davis has no catches for no yards, dropped the pass. Although, holy shit, was he wide open for a would-be touchdown. You were on the porch. I think you might have missed that play. I was screaming. I started yelling at you. You were on the porch. He was open by literally. There was nobody within 15 yards of him, and somehow Josh just didn't um, – just didn't see him. But anyway, Jason M. As a writer, I know Pat hates all my tense shift errors in that sentence, so I apologize. Otherwise, I, I, trust me, I fuck up my tweets and, and grammar all the time. Anyway, well, I, I, I want to talk about Tyler's piece because I think that's more of a big picture thing. But before we get there, is there anything from this game that, that we didn't talk about, good or bad, when it comes to this team? My big takeaway is that they're still alive. It's all at the end of the day. I don't care if they won this game 31 to 10 or if they win six to three. Then Minnesota win three nothing, by the way, today. You said I knew just before we started going. How the fuck do you sit through a fork? If you're imagining being a fan of Minnesota or, or Vegas and you got to sit through a three nothing football game. I mean, that's it's coming ugly. off that's it just as an NFL fan, that's coming oh, off a week. Com- coming off a week that uh, of a six nothing uh, Bills had to have this game before. Bills had to have this game. They had to have this game. We could have sat here and bullshitted people. So, well, they could still went out and get to 10 wins. And they still might end up with 10 wins. They might end up with nine wins. Who knows? But this was a big win, Tone. They, they had to have this game. And it, I'm processing this as well because I'm still struggling to believe that the Bills actually won this football game just because this is the game that they always lose. Four times they've taken a lead inside the final two minutes of a game. And I'm like, here we go again. It's going to happen. And it should have happened. 
but it didn't. And the Bills took advantage of a break. You know what? At the end of the day, breaks go against this football team all the fucking time. And this time they took advantage of a break. They should have scored, but once they didn't, I thought the Bills had a couple really good uh, reps, snaps at the end of the game defensively, man. And Sean didn't just sit back, man. He, he brought a little bit of heat, mixed it up a little bit. I don't know, man. I'm, I, I just, I'm, I'm not with you on Sean McDermott, at least for this game. I, I just thought he did a good job. So that's my other big takeaway. Ooh, a coach who I cannot stand, but I, I just, I. They had a 14 nothing lead in the football. And a 17-7. All right. Yeah, but I'd like to I want to go back right. to the point where okay. it's 14 nothing and the football. Okay. That sure. you are you are in complete control of this football game. Complete control of this football game. Give me that Bills team. Okay. Give me that level of play. You know between now and the end of the season. And I look, man, this team can beat anybody. That was going to be what I I got you. no problem with that. Like, I'm not not on board. All right? I said after, I think it was after the Jets game, that, you know, yes, I, I, I'm starting to become a little bit of a believer right now. You know, the only thing that worries me is the is just how good the uh, uh, the competition is down the down the stretch. Not so much in the AFC, you know, or or should we get to the playoffs? But the you competition get of there. the of the schedule to get there. Sure. So I, I'm not jumping off the fact that I think when this team plays like they did to get into a position to be up fourteen nothing and with the football that we're one of the maybe three best in the NFL. But how the fuck? Did we find a way in that sort of position to have it come down to what it came down to today? We're just going to credit Kansas City for that? Did they look like that? I'm not. I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to just credit Kansas City for going and taking that game back from us the way that we have it. We fucking gave that game back to them, and then thankfully they, they gave it to us. But what I saw today, you know, this, hey, look, the score will drive ratings and it'll make people talk about it as if it was a good football game because it was close. I don't believe that it necessarily was. All right. You take away the Bills performance through the first quarter and a half. After that, it's just two football teams trading fucking bad football. That's all that fucking second half was. Yeah. Two football teams trading bad football. And we're going to call it a good football game because well, overall they're good football teams, but that's not what I saw in the second half. If I get more of what I saw that led the bills to be in a spot that they were in when they were up 14, nothing and with the football, then this team can beat anybody. But what this team is doing more often than not this year is finding a way to let team to, to bring teams back to them within, uh, you know, within the football game. And that, um, that's got to stop, man. That's got to stop. You're not going to be able to, you know, you're not going to get as lucky over the course of the next four weeks or whatever is left. You don't, you're not, I, you're not, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think you're right. But what I will say is generally in the NFL, a league that's hard to win in, I feel like style points matter at home. When you go on the road, you just got to win. You just got to win. You got to find a way to, to leave that stadium with a win. And now some road games for the Bills almost feel like a home game or a neutral site game. Kansas City is one of the few stadiums where you go in where Josh Allen's having a hard time hearing the calls, you know what I mean, and being able to audible because the crowd's so fucking loud. 
which is rare. But to me, I'm, when you're going on the road, man, and, and the season, for all intents and purposes, is kind of on the line. I'll, I just, I'll take it. Of I'll course, you. Of course, yeah, I'm not saying that. But you're I not saying like that. I, I love, I love the backdrop, man. Like I love when they, when they, when they pan out. Like we're on offense, and you can, you see Josh sitting there waiting for the snap. But in the background, all you can just see the masses in the in the end zone, where you just mm -hmm. really get a feel for just how daunting it is. But I don't think that phases this football team. <laughs> all right, mm -hmm. I just I don't think they're terribly phased by the by the road or 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 the noise and stuff like that. Like you know that that obviously they got uh, a little uh, a little louder in the second half once Kansas City you know got back into the football game. But sure. we we walked in there and shut that team up or shut that whole place up, man. I mean, absolutely dominant and then yeah. we didn't maintain it yeah. and and that uh and and that that sent me spiraling bro just, that did that just did something to me the fact that we did not maintain the dominant start just just absolutely sent me today man you know I, i'm not gonna be back until you know probably this show's over and i was just gonna say late. that i think the trajectory that we're both headed towards like i think tomorrow tomorrow meaning monday or maybe even into tuesday You'll be a little bit more measured and be like, all right, man, you know, did this wrong, did this wrong, but we got the win. Whereas I'm like, I don't give a shit about anything. All I care about is that the Bills won the football game. And I think maybe as the hours go on, I might start getting more angry at how tight the Bills got in the second half or that it came down to having to make a play at the end of the game because I feel like they could have put this team away way sooner than they did. So maybe we'll end up on, on different sides of the fence and how we feel uh, right now. Bottom line, Bills are seven and six, and guess what? So it's Houston. Got a lot of good results today, man. Yeah, yeah. Got Houston a lot lost. of good results it's, today. It started Jesus. Thursday. Pittsburgh lost this to feel fucking so New England. Better. This Pitt feels so much better. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Weird. Pittsburgh lost. Houston lost. And uh, who's the other team that we, that we were looking? Indy. Indy lost. Now, since he win, he's not great, but... Yeah. Or whatever. But anyway, here's the bottom line. Bills are seven and six. Houston seven and six. Pittsburgh seven and six. Cincinnati seven and six. Denver seven and six. Indy seven and six. That shit, this shit's gonna be a wild, 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 wild last month. And Cleveland's above all of them because Cleveland's only got five losses. So <laughs> I almost feel like it's gonna be harder for the Bills to get into the playoffs than if they could get into the playoffs. I'll feel good about their chances of winning at least one or two playoff games here. Once if they can get in, but yeah, man, strap it on. It's going to be a fucking, uh, it's going to be a crazy month. I said before this game and I'm going to stick with it. I said, if the bills beat the chiefs, I think they're going to win out. And I said, if the bills lose to the chiefs, I think they're only going to win two of their last five. So I don't know, man. Bro, I, this, this is, this is Dan Orlovsky. Okay. Go ahead. A very big bills backer. And we're live on the video side. So read this I'm, real I'm re time live. Go ahead. He's talking about whether or not to try and your son brought this up to me, um, you know, as, as an official, as, as far as, you know, Tony checking with an official. And what I what I told uh, your son was it just because they check with the official to see if he's on the line doesn't mean I'm going to tell him if he put himself off sides. And then I stopped myself for a minute and said, well, actually, I'm a high school official. So, yes, I am going to tell him if he put himself off, right, off right, sides, right. but I would not expect an NFL official to do that. Orlovsky's saying totally the opposite. Orlovsky says, unless you've warned him slash the offense about this beforehand, all caps, you cannot and do not throw this flag. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, apparently, uh, you know, uh, NFL officials can somewhat be, you know, uh, the same as us on the high school flanks that look at a guy and be like, yo, bro, take a step. Yeah, you're on the line, but you're outside. There is. So, all right. For those who really don't don't know it, there is a constant communication between flank officials and outside receivers. They're always checking to see if they're on the line or off the line because it is a cru crucial piece, all right, of whether or not they can go out for a pass. It has nothing to do with being on sides or off sides. It's being on the line of scrimmage versus behind the line of scrimmage. And these kids, they're taught from the high school level and even lower to check with the official that you're, you know, that you're on or off. Um, and apparently in you know, in doing so, you know, even in the, even, even in the pro level, there is a, a communication uh, or maybe an unwritten uh, rule or, or idea that, uh, that, that the flank officials should kind of give a warning to the receiver on the line of scrimmage. If they're broaching what that official believes to be maybe having their head over the ball or, or or something like that. It's called knuckles in the neutral zone, man. It's just, it's it's something referees try to stay away from because believe it or not, they don't want to over officiate the game. So apparently, uh, you know, and, and now I, I've I've you know I've been peeking over on the Twitter, uh, you know, while while we while the show's been going on. But apparently, in the view of Mahomes and a very credible NFL analyst. Um, this was an, this was, this was a big officiating break, not a big Kadarius Tony, uh, you know, made a bozo play take, um, you know, to benefit the Bills. I'll take it. I'll take it too, baby. I'll take it. I'll take, I'll it. take it too. I'll, I'll take it. I don't give a shit. Word because up. so many bad things go to Bills way good, man. A fucking break for, uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Yo, that's a clip right there. Yeah. All right. Probably. Me, me describing, all right, the uh, the being on the line, off the line, going through that whole thing, and then you popping up with a, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, make sure we clip that shit. Secondary clip. There'll be a secondary one. Run we'll it later. That's not a primary, primary one. Clip. Maybe we haven't gotten to the primary one yet. I don't know. I'm uh, running out of steam, bro, and I'm in the mood for some Sonic <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, burger and onion rings. I mean, honestly, with the Tyler Dunn piece, I feel like we've hit it so much just as part of the game. I wanted to, well, I want to ask you a question about that, but before that, to, to, I, I want to say that, you know, we spend so much time talking about McDermott, and I've talked, brought up Brady a few times in terms of this game. I just, I want to leave this game saying that I just, I don't feel like you're giving enough credit, nor is most some people, at least anyway, to the defense. Cause I just think the defense stepped up and I'm looking at stats now for the first time since this game ended. And we started the show Mahomes completed 25 passes, but only for 271 yards. They held the chiefs running backs to 82 yards. I think that's a good day. Travis Kelsey, six catches for 83 yards, no touchdowns would have been a hell of a lot more yards. And <laughs> uh, that offsides play not happened, but, I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm just really impressed with this with this defense in a game that I thought they were going to melt down. Maybe I'm impressed because I expected a complete. The offense melted down a little bit. I expected the defense to accompany them, and they didn't. So that I just wanted to throw that out there. The Tyler piece. Uh, we have people, if you're watching this show, you're listening to this show, you're a football fan, you're a McDermott hater, you're a McDermott lover, whatever it may be, you already know about the story. We're not going to bring up the whole story again. What I wanted to ask you, as somebody who is, I'd like to say a good friend of Tyler Dunn's and somebody who spent 
an enormous amount of time on Thursday. I, I wasted my Thursday fighting with people on Twitter. Some were fights, some, some respectful disagreements, some just some nasty people, which is, that's what you're going to get. And I processed it over the couple days. Now, do you think at any part of the article that Tyler, an article that I really enjoyed and I'll support Tyler to, to the end of the world because I know him as a person and I know what people were saying about him and they're wrong because I know him. But anyway, do you think any part of his article went too far? Like sure. maybe on the personal side. Yes. Me too. And yes. I didn't say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that if you, you know, we're talking about this game and processing, you might feel a little bit different about some things tomorrow. Me too. And again, I'm, there, there's not a bigger, I've talked to him. I've been texting with him for days. There's not a bigger Tyler guy than me, but I, I'm starting to think, realize that maybe some of the stuff on the personal level took away from what should have been the meat and potatoes Yes, about his head coaching failures as opposed to him being a bad human being. And that's where the idea of going too far in some areas is really most relevant to me. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm not saying I'm not pointing out that I thought some of the things went too far because I felt it was a character assassination. I felt that I, I feel like that's a, a ridiculous way to go that a lot of McDermott honks go. All right. Um, or went all right after, after the piece, I, I it's not, it's not about, uh, it being a hit piece or about the guy's character or anything like that. Sure. My issue with how far some of it went is it's just, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. It took away from some of the meat and potatoes and, and, you know, it, it, instead of sitting here and focusing on a coach that tenses up in the big moments. All right. We focused on a coach who, you know, was misunderstood for a terrible analogy or needed to be defended. All right. Because he's mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, uh, a, a, a high character guy. And so, yeah, man, the, um, uh, you know, some of the more, uh, you know, personal kind of, uh, um, things that were called in the, in the question, um, diluted some of the very very good true real and warranted substance that um you know that came along with it as well and that that pissed me off but it really did you know that's part of what was pissing me off today is 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 the fact that you know what we all should have been fucking focused on became you know not necessarily secondary but um you know, it, it just, it, it just wasn't focused on as much as, uh, as much as it should have been because other things that, um, that came along with the piece got, um, you know, got a little too crazy. I want to, let me read a comment here. Cause I think this is important because it's one thing, and I'm going to read this comment with respect too. It's one thing. If, if you want to say that Tyler Dunn assassinated Sean McDermott's character, if that's your take, you're very entitled to have it, okay? Whether you agree with that fully or not at all, or to some extent somewhere in the middle, I can understand that. But here's what I can tell you. And again, I'm saying this, I'm reading this from a, um, a viewer of our live show right now on the video side, Jason, who says, I have no problem with him digging in the stories, but you have to at least try to put forth uh, or put a good faith effort to interview and present the other side. 
That's inaccurate. He did that. Because he did that. Patrick DeMarco spoke on the record glaringly about him. Um, who else? I know there was multiple players. Isaiah McKenzie, lots of positive quotes from Isaiah McKenzie. Lee Smith, Raven, and this is all in the article too, Raven up and down about Sean. So it wasn't no, you know, hit piece is the word I've been hearing all week long. I don't want to call it a hit piece. Or at the very least, like I said, with, with respect to people with that criticism, it's not accurate because there was pro Sean McDermott stuff in there. There was unnamed source um, pro stuff about McDermott. Now, was there more negative shit? Of course. Absolutely there was, man. Well, look, nah, Tyler's no denial. dummy. Yeah. Tyler's no dummy, all right? Tyler <laughs> knew, all right, that he was going to have to put a couple positive spins out there for how he, he knew how hard he was coming. All right. And he knew that he was going to have to have that uh, have to have that crutch. So it's not like coincidental or even like something that I would go as far as to say, you know, super fair journalism just because he put a couple opposition voices out there. He knew he had to put the opposition voices out there because he knew he was writing an article that absolutely positively crucified a coach the likes of which very few coaches have ever been crucified. I'm yeah, sorry, man, but as far true. as winning coaches, you know, guys who coach winning football are concerned, I've never seen anything like it. It was fucking nuts, bro. And if that's not a hit piece, then I don't know what we got to redefine what a hit piece is. Now, I don't care. Like, I believe that hit pieces are okay. That's that's why I don't, well, what, you know, like a hit piece means I'm trying to get this person fired. I purposely want to get this person fired. Uh, you know, I mean, that's what people, I'm sorry, that's that that's what people want to perceive a hit piece to mean. Like, I'm going for a job. I don't think that that necessarily has to be how we, how I define a hit piece. A hit piece is, yo, this motherfucker sucks and I'm going to tell everybody. And you know what? I don't really love him either. So maybe I think it hits me so, so little bit. So I'm a, so so I'm gonna let that be known a little too. I, I look, uh, you, you know, I I feel like a hit. I piece. was just fine with it. I feel like a hit, piece. but it was. I'm not saying I'm lighter. You're wrong. Maybe we're somewhere in the middle. To me, I def I define personally a hit piece as something where somebody is going after somebody and it's full of inaccurate information. Me to me, if if you were a coach and I'm writing a hit piece on you, I would have accusations of shit that you didn't say. You know, you never said this or you never did this, but I'm accusing you of that in the article. And maybe I'm wrong to uh to a certain extent. And I agree with you for what it's worth. Coming from like I said, the biggest Tyler Dunn guy there is. I love the story. I mean, there was so much outlying that just you're like, oh my god, this fucking coach. What are we doing? What are we doing here? So much of that, but. I think maybe because a little bit of, of the personal stuff gave fuel to the, to the other side to not digest the meat and the potatoes of what the story really uh, was. Like the 9-11 thing. I, I hate the fact that that's what he didn't viral. have to go that far with it, though, man. But he it was news. But I, I never heard that. He, I never heard can, that before. You can speak. You can speak to the communication deficit. I believe of, he just of the. It. You can, you know, the, the point of the 9-11 story was to speak to McDermott's, um, you know, communication issues, yeah, which, actually, which actually was one of the biggest surprises to come from the story 
for me. You know what I mean? Like I see him talk to the media and stuff like that. And even though it comes across as very robotic, it's also very measured. I was shocked to hear that he is a poor communicator in the, you know, or that he's had that level of a flub. All right. In a team meeting as, as he has, but at the end of the day, I, I do think you could, you could have made the, the point about uh, him having a communication deficit by simply saying, even to the point of, of uh, what some remembered as a calamitous, you know, nine eleven reference. All right. In, in one meeting type period. And why is it so? Instead, 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 that's fair. all right. That's fair. There's pictures of Sean McDermott floating around to look like Osama bin Laden, bro. <laughs> Saturday right? Live. I mean, come on. He made man. Saturday Live. Dude, all right. Made, come on. Made Saturday so, Live. so of course, then it becomes the character thing. But here's, he, let me tell you, man, I, I got to make this point because I thought of it right away. Football coaches are weird ass dudes and so, protective of their their character i'll tell you an example one time i had a i had a brawl on the field one time and of course i i'm no dummy i know i'm comparing a high school coach and a, and a professional coach but they they're they're they are absolutely cut from the same cloth and as the as the brawl was wrapping up i kind of saw one team well, the coach on my sideline was kind of giving some looks over to the other sideline so i just said to him really casually i was like hey man yeah i know we're dying down now I said, you know, kind of the, the look you have right now can be in, interpreted as a glare mm -hmm. and let's not have this thing fire back up. You know, you would have thought I fucking, you know, called this guy a deadbeat dad. All right. My man goes, <gasps> what did you say? A glare? I am offended to think <laughs> that I'm glaring at. I mean, this dude lost his fucking mind. All right, because I just said, "Hey, man, it looks kind of like a glare. Let's let's just pe let's just peel back." They're super weird, fucking dudes. Super protective of, you know, their, their uh, character. Just so sensitive to character bullshit. And everyone who ran to protect it this week, including dudes such as Tasker and Woods and others. All right are just soft. They're soft because that's just not what the piece was. And, you know, making it about a character assassination is straight up corny. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he could have reported that without being too specific because that became the story. And that's what I don't like because there were a lot of other things in Tyler's piece which overall, I thought, again, was just phenomenal and almost unprecedented. And like you said, to going at a coach like that, there were a couple of things that I thought were actually more um, derogatory towards Sean, but weren't quite maybe as personally nasty. Revelations like um, the offensive line wearing Jordans to a, a walkthrough and Sean McDermott, according to the report, got really pissed off because Jordan's a skill position guy and he wanted them wearing, you know, like denim and shit like that to their walk or, or boots or whatever, because they're big, burly linemen. I thought that was whack. Um, back in 2020, Chad Hall, who everybody knows, went to Jacksonville laterally because he, want, he wanted to get out of here. But anyway, the, the wide receiver room loved his ass, and they chipped in and they bought him a truck. And according to Tyler's article, that infuriated Sean McDermott that he had that kind of relationship um, with his receivers. The Monday night football game back in 2020 in Buffalo, um, according to the report, Sean McDermott took play calling duties away from uh, Frazier that day or that night. I should say it was a Monday night game. 
just let them run the football, which they did, 245 yards rushing. And then according to Tyler in the report, he blamed Leslie Frazier in team circles after that game. Um, even going to this year, and we all heard this one, the Denver game, where he praised uh, the defense to no end, and he fucking blasted his offense. So there's so many more specific examples throughout the story, and that, that's just some of them. There's a lot of them that really exemplify some of Sean McDermott's issues outside of coaching, you know, during the 60 minutes of a football game. And it just sucks that the 9-11 thing is what everybody is uh, is talking about there. So I don't know. that. And the one thing I did think was petty, I really wish he didn't do this because he didn't need to. The paragraph where he wrote, it was just one simple paragraph. He, he noted that he was, the Bills were one of the few teams that have denied him credentials. That makes him... Come I think he felt bit, the need. No, I, I think he felt like he really had that had to be out. Like that could not go unsaid in the article. I think I, 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 th I think he had to go. He had to put that out there. Uh, he had to own up to that. Not own it, but I, th I think that was important. like a disclaimer. I think that had to be in there. I think that had. I think that. Well, had, it I set a narrative off to there. a lot of people on social media. They're bitches. Where he's 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 um he's bitter because the team won't let him cover the team which is ridiculous and again <laughs> and this is the thing i know tyler and i can tell you one thing there maybe peter king is the only sports media person in this nation who's got a bigger roller decks rolodex than he does he doesn't lack for sources he doesn't lack for context or context then he doesn't lack for writing ability you could have hated this article help dude whether it's go long bleacher report buffalo news all these places he worked he writes circles around 99 percent of people who write any kind of long-form journalism. He, he's just, uh, he's one of the best. 21,000 words, so holy fucking shit, man. That's a lot. Like, I would have dropped that over the course of maybe three days. Like, that's a lot. I couldn't even really let anything marinate because it was like before I, you know, two paragraphs later, here's the next bomb and here's the next little bomb. And then you're on to the next article. Like, I wanted to break it off and read it over a couple of days, but I just kept going because I wanted to know uh, what was next? But anyway, that that dominated the weekend. Of course, Von Miller uh, being back obviously dominated. Like I said, this Bills Chiefs game such a big game, and it felt so secondary this week. It was just a a really fucking weird week here in Buffalo between all the shit going off the field with the Bills, the Sabers, what's going on with them. Which before we're gonna get out of here in a second, but uh, and I'm gonna have PK from Buffalo Sports Collective on live late Monday night after the Sabers game. I think they're playing Arizona. I'm on yeah, here. Yeah. Arizona at home will be live going over that, continuing some Bills talk. Uh, you know, anything on the Sabres? Any thoughts? Or you, you look like you're just, you've been through it tonight. <laughs> like you've been through it, man. I'm a little bit drained here. Yeah, I just, I want some of it back, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be able to. I guess that's what immediate, you know, reactions are. That's the are, fun part about doing live shows. Are all about. Yeah, but not when I like. What if I, I want to listen to it tomorrow or today or whatever, and then I'm like, I, oh, you know, then I'm gonna pick it apart. I probably won't bother. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm just like, I don't like myself that episode. I'm not fucking gonna listen. I think this is. I think this is gonna be one of them. I just, boy, there was a lot of there was a lot to unpack unpack from yeah. this week of Buffalo Bills football. Um, and uh, I, I just, I don't know where. I am with it other than to say that it's, you know, it's like the Godfather, uh, you, you know, when, uh, when Mo Green went to take out, uh, Vito Corleone 
They hit him with 10 shots and he's still alive. <laughs> That's what it feels like for Buffalo Bills fans today. It's incredible. It's incredible to still be alive. And and uh, the Sabres, I do. I have I had a lot of thoughts on the Sabres, especially about their inability to uh, to get a third line uh, going this year, but I'm just, I'm, I'm too hungry. I'm, I'm just too hungry. <laughs> I'm too I, hungry. I, you, I, I really wanted to talk about the Sabres. I'm so, aren't you exhausted from this? I, I am. McDermott stuff. Like I am, but yeah, I really but yet am. At the same I'm time, more exhausted I, from the, yeah, the McDermott, the every Tyler fucking Dunn day stuff. you were like, all right, this is it. Now I'm done with this McDermott stuff. And then it would be like four hours later, you'd be engaged with like 10, 10 more people. Just, I told my wife and I put on Facebook that I, I, I and I, and I mean, it. at least I meant it when I, when I put it up on Facebook, my new year's resolution, is I want to tweet. I want to put out promos every day. There's a daily shoulder in a week. I want to put out the promos, maybe tweet a couple thoughts here and there, and then get off that fucking app. Because I, I literally, I spent hours and hours and hours fighting with people, and I'm thinking to myself, like, what's it all for? You're not going to change anybody's mind. Does anybody out there who's still watching and commenting have a uh, Sonic uh, favorite uh, menu item that I can maybe try on the way home? Where is there a Sonic? I uh, got one right at the corner of Elmwood and Hurdle. Yeah, Elmwood mm -hmm. and Hurdle. Right in the hood, man. Right in the hood. Come on. Come on. Something from Sonic that's delicious. <laughs> I, I, I don't think before I've, I've we get out of here. Sonic. I've never had Sonic. By the All way, right. one other note, too. So the Bills' schedule is still daunting, man. You got a great Dallas team coming to Buffalo. Going You're going on the road to Miami. They're probably going to have something to play for, albeit a number one C. But that's how you. That's the, the end in the beginning now. And then you got a shitty Patriots team. And then you got a Chargers team, which Herbert, as we're taping this anyway, might have fractured his finger, and they're out of it. So maybe they'll mail it in. Are you someone who uh, has a preference on the following week's opponents' uh, results? Uh, you know, the the prior week. Like, are you rooting for a Dallas win or loss tonight? Uh, I don't think it matters. I, and you know what? I want them to win. Yeah, I always like a team to win coming into. Uh, to Buffalo, Jake Jason says I like their jalapeno pop poppers. They they have those there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm in. <laughs> I'll do All it. Right. All right, man. That's good. <laughs> I, I don't know what else more we could talk about at this point. We would just be talking to uh, just talk. I think we said everything at least for now. Anyway, we talk we just to talk for the entire. I mean, that's exactly what we do. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. All right, guys. That's gonna do it. Thank you, everybody on the video side who watched this live. Thank you, everyone listening. On the audio side, like I said, I will be back with um, PK from the Buffalo Sports Collective late night live after uh, the Buffalo Sabres game on Monday night. Talk to you guys in. Take care.